0: Are you ready? Oh yeah!
1: Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler.
2: You can't handle the truth!
1: Graham. The
0: force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be
2: serious!
0: Let's get started.
2: Oh. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode 143. I'm your host, Tyler, saying thank you so much for joining us. And with me as always our co-hosts. Let's start with Graham. Graham, how
1: are you? How's your week been? I'm doing well. Uh, my week has been—it's uh, been all right. Nothing too exciting. Getting ready for some really cold weather. Uh, better hunker down. Gonna be a snowstorm. Hopefully, I get an extra snow day next week and uh, maybe get a little extra gaming in. Uh, as far as games, I've been back to Overcooked Two, working my way through the DLC, and that game is getting hard. Like every level now is just progressively harder. And I played some NHL 19. It's always nice to just go in and kill some games. And other than that, not much going on. What games have you guys been playing? So,
0: I'm yeah, Steven. Yeah, Steven. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Steven. And, and uh I have been playing some games as well. Um I started Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh and actually I, I I stopped playing for for a second. I I don't know. I just it's it's not kingdom hearts 3 so i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna wait um maybe do a whole run through after i beat kingdom hearts 3 like start from the beginning and try them all uh eventually i don't know haven't decided but i actually have been playing a lot of i bought tales of vesperia um and then hitman 2 uh recently and so i've been playing both of those i tales of vesperia is pretty fun um and then hitman 2 is like like a blast i don't i I liked the first hitman game right and then but I didn't beat it um the episode, episodic release like, kind of had me stop playing after like one or two of them came out and I just kind of had other things to play but hitman 2 went back to the normal like you know we released the entire game at once uh and unlike most people I didn't actually have a problem with the episodic release it's just when you when you have so many things to play, you just kind of some things get swept under the wayside, as it as it were. But Hitman 2, I've been I've been having a lot of fun. The, you can play through the whole campaign for the first game in Hitman 2, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the challenges are fun. The like I've done some escalations. I I streamed it a little bit the other day, uh, and then the campaign like just because there's a bunch of different like story inside the each area. So there's different ways that you can like kill your target. And you can learn different things about your targets, and I think that's pretty awesome. So there's a lot of a lot of ways to to play that game, and a lot of cool little things you can you can check out if you like. Uh, the game can kind of hold your hand as much as you want it to, um, which is pretty nice because some of the older games were really really hard trying to figure out what to do. Um, but yeah, I've been having fun with that. Um, and just side note, non non podcast related, but you know, as those of you who have listened to our show recently, back in like November. Uh, uh, we were talking about sheet sets a lot. Um, and I know some of our community loved that and some not so much, but I figure to go with the sheet sets, uh, even if I bought them out of order, I'm, I'm mattress shopping right now. So if anyone has any, any advice or any like recommendations, if they have recently bought a, a mattress, you know, send them my way. Cause, cause this is not an easy thing. There's so many different products, so I could use your help. So, you know, I'm asking you guys
2: for some recommendations, so there you there you have it. But uh, Tyler, uh,
0: how have you been? What have you been up to?
2: Um, been pretty good. Uh, I'm actually like completely in the process of getting ready to move now, so that's going to be happening within the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. Actually, um, it's where I'm going. It's going to enable me to have a chance to have like a room that's completely dedicated just towards like gaming. So I'm going to have a nice setup with for streaming and for playing games all that good stuff so really looking forward to that rim really uh like i told you guys off air where we record i'm in such a like cramped spot and like right behind me is the kitchen and i swear you can hear like the hum of the refrigerator coming through hmm. that's and, what that is i yeah. was wondering what that was... <laughs> so i, it, I, I it. at least hear it it bugs me so I, i'm looking forward to Kind of getting away from that and into a situation that's a little more conducive to doing this and not as cramped. Um, But uh, as far as playing games, well, first of all, let me say, Graham, you're not alone. Like, we have Snow Nami incoming here uh, tomorrow and Saturday. So really excited about that. And then we're going to go straight into the deep freeze from there. So I'm really, really uh, fired up for that. Um, But uh, I played some Madden this week. Played uh, in our franchise... I was in the AFC Championship game. Steven, you were in the NFC Championship game, and we both lost. So, really, um, yeah, we both lost. So, congratulations to Chummy uh, Caveman in our community and to Viking Sully, both going on to the Super Bowl, and excited to see that game and see how that plays out. But uh, uh, two well-played games by uh, by both people that that beat us. So, um, congratulations to you. And I think it's more fun. Uh, when we have members of our community playing in those games, rather than, like, I think it would be really boring if the Super Bowl is me versus Steven. So, uh, but uh, they're good games, and uh, Chummy Caveman, like, uh, you absolutely deserved it in my game, so, um, you know, good luck uh, going forward. But uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to watching the actual Conference Championship games this weekend. And uh, Graham, I know, has been glued to it. Glued. <laughs> 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 So, Graham, right now, um, Chiefs versus Patriots, who's your pick?
1: Uh, Chiefs, all the way. Let's go Chiefs.
2: All right, and uh, Saints versus Rams, who is your pick?
1: I'm going to go with New Orleans Saints.
2: Okay, so Graham, football expert, connoisseur. Yep. He has a uh, a Chiefs and Saints Super Bowl uh, in in the future. So you, you may very well be right, Graham. Although the popular pick is New Orleans versus New England. Yes. Steven, what are you picking there? Well, that's
0: probably, I'd say those two are the favorites, even if New England is away um, in Kansas City. But I'm hoping it's Kansas City versus Los Angeles. That's the dream um, out of these four. But I know that that I never get what I want when it comes to this sort of thing. And so it'll be Brady versus breeze. Um, and I almost think the NFL might prefer that. Yeah. Um, Cause then they can market it that way. But uh, I hope Graham's right with one of those picks. I hope he's wrong with the other one. Um, I, I do see his, his more. I, I just don't know if the Rams will beat the saints this week. I hope it happens. I don't yeah. think it will. Uh, but I do see Kansas city potentially having a chance to beat. Patriots.
2: I think the Kansas City game is going to be great, and it's supposed yeah. to be really, really cold there on Sunday. So we'll see. Uh, that doesn't necessarily favor Kansas City, even though they're at home. Um, New, uh, New England's played in their share of cold games, yeah, uh, going back. So in the playoffs, so I, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, uh, that's that's it for uh, you know episode 143 of Sports Talk. <laughs> and, wrap
1: up. Uh, next up but, hockey yeah. wrap up but we, we, we won't go we won't open that sad book because uh, we don't oh, not...
0: you might get you might get your first uh, what's it called the rant of the day <laughs> rant of the year I don't know if I've done one to start 2019 well, since you brought <laughs> it up
2: I'm just gonna say I'm really proud of my team right now because we're about to accomplish something that hasn't been done in like a month yeah, yeah. If, uh,
0: it might be longer dude because <laughs> Christmas break yeah it's ridiculous. So. Like, let's go wild. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all right. Uh, but that that's my week. So, Stephen, what do you have for us? Yeah. Um, so, just a reminder, we're the official podcast
0: of the Xbox Hub. Head on over to the thexboxhub.com for all the latest and greatest in news reviews and everything else in the world of Xbox. And you can check out their sister site as well, the Switch Hub, for all the Switch stuff in – or for all Nintendo-related topics. Um. And we'd love to have you come join our community. The community is full of awesome people. We have a lot of great conversations going on across all the different places. And, and the easiest way to get to join all the communities would be to head on over to Twitch and look up TXH Gaming Hub. Uh, some of you are watching right now because uh, we also do the stream uh, for the podcast every week. Uh, so we appreciate those people that, that come out. But, yeah, heading on over to TXH Gaming Hub, and you can find links to everywhere, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, email, YouTube, anything you want. Uh, and Facebook is the gaming hub forums. If you, uh, if you'd rather go that route and then that both of those places easily gets you into discord. Uh, there's no real other way or really easy other way there. I guess you could email us if you, if you want and you don't like Facebook and or Twitch, but We'd love to have you come join Facebook or Discord. Like I said, a lot of great, lot of great conversations. Uh, we talk about video games, we talk about food, music, movies, Mattresses. sports, and yeah, there'll there'll be some mattress talks going on, hopefully, and sheet sets. <laughs> you know, we love those. Uh, and then yeah, so email the Gaming Hub podcast. You can shoot us an email and you know complain about something, tell us you love us, whatever you want. We read it all and and we appreciate hearing anything. Uh, mostly. And then, <laughs> uh, YouTube's the gaming hub podcast. You can see some, all the podcasts, uh, episodes up. And then among some other fun videos, like me eating some extremely spicy beef jerky, there'll be a new one going up pretty soon. Um, exclusive to Pat- uh, Patreon, but Tyler can get into that. Uh, but it'll go live for the world, you know, probably about a week. But anyways, so uh, finally, if you if you like Twitter, you can he- uh, head on over to TXH Gaming Hub
2: there and follow us there and and see some pretty good tweets. I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Stephen, you're about to do the the nuclear sauce, right? The one that costs like a hundred bucks for a bottle.
0: Yeah, no. No, that is not what I'm
1: about to do. He's waiting so, for a safety equipment maybe, show up. Maybe maybe for two
0: it. maybe that'll be our two thousand like patron goal there is is the hundred dollar, <laughs> you know, saucing. and if I'm doing it,
2: Graham's doing it with me, I can tell you that much. So we we maybe watched whoa, whoa, a team
1: whoa, whoa, challenge. Whoa, whoa, this. We watched a
2: video team. of this and the guy who did it ended up in the emergency room. Uh, after uh taking said sauce and he didn't he didn't go light like it says like this is not to be consumed directly it's meant to be a food additive so that you stir in a drop yeah you know yeah but no this guy is like coating his wing in it eats it and then he's like that's the hottest sauce out there and
1: then he does it again and then later on he's (laughs) in the emergency room (laughs) like doesn't people realize like hot stuff like that it doesn't like affect you like right away you got to yeah. wait a little bit and like over time it gets worse
0: it depends on the on the on the, on the pepper and the sauce sure. though cuz um like i said with that beef jerky like the carolina reaper hit really fast and but I, I don't think it was as hot the the scorpion like didn't it didn't seem that bad at first and then all of a sudden like that thing just my mouth caught fire mm. i drank like probably you know half a quart of milk trying to leave yeah.
2: yeah. the heat <laughs> well and i think with this sauce that we're talking about that steven's not going to do by the way not promising that but it's uh it's a type that it doesn't really take effect until it hits your stomach yeah you know and then you're just in pain so yeah we're that would be like a far-off patreon goal but speaking of patreon if you'd like to help support the show we would absolutely love and appreciate that there's a couple different ways to do it so steven mentioned twitch earlier txh gaming hub on twitch if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, we'd uh, really appreciate that. It helps make the show better. Uh, it helps us do better giveaways in our community. All that type of thing. Helps us grow, get better equipment, all that good stuff. And the other way is we have a Patreon page. Patreon.com gaminghub Gaming Hub. For as little as $2 a month there, you'll get exclusive content like the YouTube video Stephen was talking about. And uh, also some bonus episodes, things like that. That we do from time to time, some mailbags as well when we clean up some of the extra questions that we got. Uh, for as little as $5 a month, you're entered in to win a giveaway that we do every single month just for patrons of $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice to spend on whatever you want, be it games, movies, music, whatever. But uh, we'll be doing that next week on the show, so you got a week if you want to get in on that for as little as $5 on Patreon to be entered into that. So uh, we'd really appreciate if you help support us there. Graham.
1: Yes. And as you know, we are a podcast. We're on video right now on Twitch, but we also have our podcast in audio format, which you can download. And there are tons of ways to listen to us. I'm not going to tell you every one because this is not a five hour podcast. But I'm going to tell you two other options. One option is by using the app Radio Public. Now, this app can be obtained for free on your app store. And if you're into another one where it streams podcasts and stuff like that, where you don't have to search a certain one, this is uh, called Dash Radio. This is another app you can download. And this is like a free streaming uh, service. And it comes with multiple channels. And for the gaming for podcasts, which you would find us and others on, you would be looking for the multiplayer channel. So, like I said, our podcast and other gaming podcasts stream there. 20, well, I'd say 24-7, but sometimes there's music in between. But hey, it's good if you're into like, electronic music. It's always great for that as well. And if you like what you hear, hopefully, uh, you can leave us a five-star rating and also leave us a nice uh, comment. Um, let us know how you're enjoying it, what your favorite parts are. And this helps us as uh, podcasts get better and... We definitely take uh, your compliments and your comments to heart and it helps make the community stronger and bigger and better and we appreciate it. So thank you for everyone who listens.
2: All right, Graham, thank you. And yeah, so, and also if you leave a review there, if you're nice enough to go and write a uh, review and give us five stars, um, you know, you'll probably, it'll probably be right on the show. So you'll probably hear what you said and your name read on the show. We want to recognize people who take the time to do that. It only takes a couple of minutes. So if you haven't done so yet, uh, head on over to iTunes or CastBox or whatever it is you listen on and uh, leave a review there for us, please. It just helps us grow, helps the community get bigger, which only means better things for, for all of us. So, all right, with that, guys, let's head into news for the week. In the news. And let's start with the Anthem. So that's a game coming out pretty soon. And we have kind of varied levels of excitement about it between us. But EA announced this week that every single activity in Anthem is going to have matchmaking, which... I would think they didn't go into a terrible amount of details about it, but they did say that everything's going to have matchmaking capability within the game. I kind of think that that means that this is going to be closer to that Destiny-type experience where everything's seamless and you just kind of join up. (laughs) I don't mean gameplay, Graham. I just mean, like, you you join up with somebody. I I, I know what you're saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then whatever you do, like, that person just comes with. Right, and I think that's one of the absolute strengths of Destiny. When you compare it to a game like, for example, Monster Hunter, which is great, but for me, the how you did matchmaking and playing with a friend really was kind of a it was kind of a turnoff for me. It wasn't one of my favorite parts of that game. So, Stephen, uh, you know, you played a lot of multiplayer stuff. Are, are, is this good news for you? Does this make you more optimistic about the game? Less? what (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna be upset that like the multiplayer seems easy because
0: i i I did like and i I understand why monster hunter had what it had but it it did get a little annoying sometimes i wish it would have you would have been able to like just stay with your you know your partner and then you know do everything together like but you had to go find the monster by yourself and then restart the mission and you, now you could have co-op, and that seems silly. So, yeah, having the Destiny, like, multiplayer that's seamless, like, drop in, drop out at whatever time, and especially if it has, like, you know, you know in Destiny when you're doing a mission and then someone leaves, like, the, the fire team? And if you're in a strike playlist, like, you can have someone random join and finish. That's, like, when Call of Duty first... Uh, Did that. It might not have been the first game to do that. It probably wasn't, but that was the first game I remember. It was Halo didn't have that. So, you know, if you had someone leave your team in a 4v4, like Team Deathmatch, you were kind of screwed, Um, especially in the objective games in Halo. Not Team Deathmatch, you you did have a slight advantage now, but, uh, or depending on your team. But in Call of Duty, you know, one person leaves and then someone can join mid-match. And I know it can be frustrating when you're the person that joins, like, a game right at the end, but it's nice because it means it's always just like, it's always kind of six v six, and and that that's nice. So that kind of set the set the way for for this. Um, I think, like, I feel like going, you know, as multiplayer evolved, uh, you know, per se. So, yeah, I, I I'm not gonna complain about it. It sounds awesome. I'm yeah. I'm very hesitantly optimistic that this game is gonna be really fun. Like everything I hear mm. about it seems pretty good. I was pretty worried. Uh, considering the last bioWare game was not not so good and games have struggled with their like the going the MMORPG route especially on consoles or with these like shooting yeah. games so but yeah I'm I definitely plan on picking this up day 1 I'm excited to see what happens it'll be interesting to see which of the three games keeps me the longest because I mean, we've still been kind of playing Destiny 2. A the Division bit, yeah. 2 comes out a little bit after, and then Anthem, uh, like I think Anthem comes out like a couple weeks before. So mm. there's a lot of content in, in all three games. So it'll be interesting to see which one kind of stacks up as my personal favorite and
2: like the general yeah. consensus among gaming community. So, um, yeah, so Graham, uh, I know, you know, drawing comparisons to Destiny isn't exactly the way to get you excited. <laughs> no, it, but, it,
1: it scares me, to be honest.
2: <laughs> are you at least a little bit excited for this game? Like, are you are you planning on buying it right now? And if so, why? If not, why?
1: Uh, yes, I plan on because, like, you guys are playing Destiny two, and I tried it, and I enjoyed some aspects of it, but it just Quickly, I I just got out of it. I didn't get back into it. And you guys, oh, let's play this. But I'm like, nah, it lost me and all that stuff. But from what I hear of Anthem, it's got a lot of great features. Uh, it's being reviewed really well from, like, the people who have actually had their hands on it. And I like the fact that it's more like you, you can fly or, like, more than... In Destiny, like basically you could have like little float around a little bit like that, and then you'd fall down and stuff. So, yeah, no, like trying to all these javelin suits. This appeals to me a lot more, and it is a Bioware game. And despite (laughs) Mass Effect Andromeda being a little rough, like they keep saying that was Bioware's B team. It wasn't their A team that did the other Mass Effects before, Mm. and they're saying this is the A team back at back in action so I'm definitely excited for it I'm going to be optimistic about it I know I've heard some people say some things but they've been hesitant but then I've heard people kind of change their tune as well and I'm hoping that they get it right right from the start it's not going to be like a the division thing where it was terrible and then after a whole bunch of updates and changes it gets really good because if you don't hook me right away then you're probably have lost me And it might turn into the greatest game. And, like, No Man's Sky did the same thing. So I'm really hoping that if I invest and get into this game, which I will, that I will not get disappointed. And who knows, I might even just wait to see what the early reviews when the game comes out, just so I'm not in that situation. So, Grant, let me ask you this question, and then we'll kind of wrap up and move on. But
2: So what about Destiny did you like that you're hoping this game has? And what about it did you absolutely hate? that if if anthem has it you're
1: out. So the biggest thing i hated was it got really repetitive really fast. Like basically the, each planet was essentially the same thing just like little different backgrounds and stuff like that. There wasn't enough like to keep me interested. Like it got stale really quick. So, like, first playing it, like, it was really fun. I enjoyed it and stuff like that. But then when we were, like, I don't know, maybe a month into it, I don't even know how long we played, it was like, it's the same thing over and over. So I'm hoping that the Anthem has, like, many different modes. Like, it's not as generic. I don't know if that's a good way of describing it. But, yeah, I felt like it was just grindy and the same thing over, nothing exciting, and I, I didn't get back into it when they came with, with the bigger expansions so maybe i would have enjoyed it for a while and then it would just got stale again so th- that's that's that was the biggest turnoff and if anthem turns out to be that way yeah i w- will probably just stop playing it i want it to be more closer to a bioware game in the mass effect okay. sense
2: and that's fair No, i know grant there's one other thing like, I know what you hated the most in Destiny.
1: <laughs> did you want me to specifically say? Yeah. The raids. <laughs> so what if that's a core
2: component of this? Um, maybe I'll enjoy it
1: more. I don't know. What, what did you hate about the raid? I hated how you had to be, like, per- not really perfect, but you had to be really good at it <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if, like soon as i kill this enemy i had to turn and run to mm-hmm. this spot and then i had to run there it's not like yeah i can kind of enjoy and take my time and like it's more like go 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 and that's not i'm not really good at that that's not my strong suit no so i, I didn't like and once you <laughs> fail you had to start right from the beginning or
2: the beginning yeah, of that section yeah
1: that beginning of that section. and
2: and graham i think for you too like Let's add in the part of the other people, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to so, say, and I would—I know I was frustrating other people, and I know mm-hmm. they weren't having a good time. And, like, some people are nice, and they try to stick around, even though it's like, yeah. we're not going to get anywhere with this guy. We should well, just get rid of him, but I don't want to yeah. say that.
2: But so yeah, And, I, I know and it makes you like. feel bad, right? Because you're not, not that you're letting people down, but, like, nobody likes to hear the sighs and all that stuff, you know, yeah. in the comments. Like, that's not fun. So I get it. Yeah. So, so uh, real quick, like, what did you like about Destiny that a phantom has? You're like, cool, I-, I like that they added that.
1: Well, I liked, like, when we played and it was like, we're in a party and we're doing these things together. And I liked how there was stuff to, like, keep me busy while, like, waiting for you guys and stuff like that. Uh, another thing, too, is when we had to fight that tank or whatever, like the little public events, like, there weren't like a huge variety of it. So I'm just looking for more variety and more like more fun moments that aren't just, Oh, that was a fun moment. Well, we're going to have that fun moment again. Oh, you're going to keep having that same moment till it's not fun anymore. So I just hope that it's like updated a lot and, and hopefully it doesn't crash from all the people (laughs) getting in there.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) at all. If we saw a rough launch to the game from just from getting online. Um, that standpoint but all right i hope so not. We're gonna, yeah we're gonna move into a story where i'm probably gonna get a little fired up but i'm gonna let you guys go first so i'll just introduce it ea has you know kind of sort of canceled another star wars game and it, it was originally an open world game that was codenamed orca they've redirected ea vancouver to make a smaller scale game that can be ready by late 2020 uh thoughts on this guys whoever wants to go first
1: um i'll go first i don't have a lot to say and i know steven will elaborate but to me this doesn't sound like a very good formula at all like they had this great idea a nice open world and i'd like to know how the conversation went down how they decided no 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 we're gonna change this we're gonna make it smaller so it can be out sooner So I don't know, like, are they scrapping the whole idea? Are they just keeping the story? Like, I don't know, especially say, okay, we're going to scrap it and we need a game that's going to be ready in two years. Like, is that really enough time to make a a well-polished game or is this just going to be a disaster? Like, I feel like this is going to be a disaster. And I I think if this turns out to be a disaster, I think EA should lose (laughs) the rights to this franchise because – they're just destroying it as a gaming franchise. Uh, what do you think, Steven?
0: No. Oh, yeah. This this game is set up for failure. Um, you know, we... <laughs> I hate to bring it up, but, you know, I don't really. Um, you know, Jason Schreier's book was really, really... Blood, Sweat, and Pixels was really well done. And he talks about crunch a lot in there. And if this game's supposed to start... Or, like, ha- it, two years. And a little under that. And really, year and a half. And a year and a couple months to have to show something more than likely at E3. Like that is not the recipe for success. Like this game, I can't see being longer than eight hours campaign wise, probably six. Uh, Maybe we'll get an order 1886 and where it's like two, two hours to beat. Um, I I just, this game might be, this game is probably going to be really short for it to be somewhat good. And Maybe it's gonna be I'm not, a mobile game. <laughs> I'm not gonna want to spend sixty bucks on a on a game that is two hours. So yeah, I just I don't see it being you won't successful. Have to. Uh, well I know because cause the person I game share with will will stupidly yeah, pay for it. I will. But um <laughs> it's I just can't see it being that good. And I I don't hope it fails, but I hope EA loses the Star Wars license, and that's
2: that's where I'll leave. And, Tyler, I'll let you go from here. Okay, so I'm about to do two things that I never do. Right. Okay, because I'm not part of the, the like, trash EA crowd. I think there's a, a segment of gamers out there that I just completely disagree with, that no matter what EA does, it's terrible and awful, and it's the end of humanity and ruin my childhood and blah, blah, blah. And this won't be the last time I rant about ruining my childhood in this segment. But, um... What are you doing with this license, EA? This is one of the most bankable licenses in video games. Like, how are you blowing this this badly? Because you guys know what other games got two year development cycles with this license? The Battlefront what? games? Yeah, and they're both awful. For different reasons. I think the gameplay in 2 was a little better. But the loot box thing was just, the loot crate thing was the end, right? <laughs> yeah. It was over before it started. Um, but what are you doing? Like, what does smaller scale mean? I mean, are we going to get another shooter? Yay. Are we going to get a card game?
1: Yeah, that's what I was like, thinking.
2: Like Graham said, are we going to get a mobile game? My God, if they go on E3 <laughs> and show off. A mobile game, like you thought that what was it, Command and Conquer was bad? Yeah, this will be worse. Um, I don't get it, and like, and then on the other side of it, you have the Star Wars fans that are having a complete meltdown, and and you know, I never get that bad either. Like, I don't understand what Star Wars fans having a constant, endless tantrum. I don't understand what they want to accomplish because they had, they had a tantrum about the Last Jedi. You were never going to get Star Wars movies ever again. And then Disney got the the license to it. They bought the rights to it, whatever. They start putting out movies and then you decide you don't like it. So you boycott the next one and then proclaim victory when they say we're not going to release movies nearly as often as we were planning to. So you win by getting less of what you love. Someone explain to me how that makes any sense in the world. But I don't get it. And and granted, like Disney is not um, innocent here. And actually, I'm going to call it, I'm going to give it a plug here. Super good um, fan film that's out there um, on YouTube by a guy. Uh, the channel's called Star Wars Theory. Go watch the fan film if you haven't yet, if you love Star Wars. It is really, really good. But this week, Disney and this other company that's associated with them... a claim on the video that forced them to have ads and say that they're gonna take all the money from it now because at one point in the video it's like sort of kind of the music is sort of kind of similar to the imperial march and like this guy went on there and he spent a hundred grand on this video and it was all from his own money his own pocket and uh like he was almost in tears like you could see it as he talked about it and then finally um lucasfilm stepped in i think yesterday and went to disney and this other company and said no take it down right now take that claim off so they did they did the right thing but like fans i think have to settle down too but at the same time like what are you doing with this license ea they've had the license since i think 2014 it's a 10-year deal there's a long way to go on this we've got another five years before it's up what, what are you actually putting out? Like, re- the Respawn game is supposed to come out this fall. We don't know anything about it outside of the title. And that scares me. Like, I so want to be optimistic for it. And I want to be excited. And I want to, like, look forward to it. But we know more about, ver- like, literally every other game coming out this year. Triple A. And, Steven, I know you're kind of of the opinion that you think Jedi Fallen Order is going to flop. Oh, yeah. So, if it does, if Jedi Fallen Order flops, I think Disney should really look into just breaking out the agreement right there and saying we're done. So that leads me to this question. If they did that, which developer do you guys think is the best fit for Star Wars and the type of games you want to see?
1: Ooh. You know... I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know the possibility or when they'd be able to do it, but I'm going to say BioWare.
0: Well, they've done it well before. I mean, you have the the three old Republic games, the two like single player RPGs and then the MMO that I really enjoyed. I put hundreds of hours into. Um, I know it's not perfect. I know a lot of people complain, but people complain about everything, so
1: Yeah. No, I've heard good things like people really like what they put out.
0: I actually think Mm. Ubisoft could be good um, and create some, like, different type of games. Uh, You know, Bethesda's kind of the obvious choice, though, after the recent everything that's happened, you know, kind of turns me off to that.
1: Yeah, Um, they have Starfield and Elder Scrolls, too, right? So I would think they're too busy to take on a Star Wars game.
0: I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Uh, actually, one I just thought of today, though, uh, like literally 20 seconds ago, because I I had a feeling this question was coming, um, yeah. was Square Enix might be interesting.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Like, because the they King, are they you know,
2: are done with Tomb Raider now.
0: Yeah, and so then I could get Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts, so you know, extra bonus. <laughs> um, you know, they little, can make a whole Kingdom Hearts game set in Star Wars. A little
1: selfish. Uh, <laughs> just,
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i think it'd be interesting i think they could do good i i think bioware probably is the best track record wise but bioware's last game also sucked so you never know um and anthem might keep them really busy i think ubisoft though mm. they put out a lot of quality recently I, they kind of tend to get overlooked um we always forget about them and and then it's mm. like you think about it and they're like all right minus the fact that their games get delayed like for like years uh
2: that. I think they could be successful. It feels like they often have something nominated for Game of the Year, like something you know, or at least in many other categories they have nominees. So they they've done a lot of things really well. Assassin's Creed, um, and I think there's an element of people. There's a good segment of people that would love to see a Star Wars game in that vein. Yeah, you know, yep. um, the uh, the South Park games they've done very well with. You know, it's um, one of Steven's favorite games. Steep,
0: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but uh, but no, they they've done a lot of really good stuff, and you know we're and a lot of people, including myself, are excited for Skull and Bones, other types of games. I think Ubisoft can handle a lot of different types of genres of game. They have they have that many studios like you know in, under their umbrella. The other one is maybe Bethesda, and. You know, because Bethesda releases a lot of different types of games. They're not all done by, you know, Bethesda Softworks. It's, you know, they're... Where Bethesda's more the publisher and these other companies are just developing the game. So think like Doom and um, Evil Within, stuff like that, right? And I think there could be a lot of different things you could do with Star Wars there. What do you guys think chances are of one of the console makers getting in and getting the rights to it like play like uh sony or microsoft or, you didn't that'd, say nintendo <laughs> no because i don't p- think they would do that that
0: pissed so many people off it um
2: would.
0: it pissed the playstation or the the sony fans if microsoft got it and pissed the you know microsoft fans if sony got it i guess i really didn't need to explain that but i did <laughs> uh, it, it, and you segment you're, like I don't know if Disney would you'd have to pay a lot of money because you're segmenting like a lot of the population so you know you're cutting your profits in a third to two-thirds depending on who you who you sell it to
1: yeah and right. I'm sure each company would like to get it but I think it's better off keeping it like third party and on all consoles
2: I mean I, I can imagine playing a Jedi game in the you know, but the same type of mechanics and stuff, Steven is like Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, that would be super fun.
1: What about um, a VR Star Wars game?
2: Uh, well, they've tried it. Well, no, they haven't. They've, yeah, we've done the, um, I mean, Beat Saber It's not a Star Wars licensed game, right? But yeah, so, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but no, I was actually thinking Connect. We've tried it with
1: Connect, and it's been disastrous. Well, <laughs> everything was disastrous with Connect, pretty much. True. Yeah,
0: but I'll, I'll say that Beat Saber was he- heck of fun. Yeah, hell of fun.
1: There but can go. you imagine like fighting bad guys with the saber instead of just yeah. hitting like a, a a circle coming at you or uh, whatever? That or would shape.
0: be freaking awesome. But
2: um, even, like, as even as I see the video on our on our Twitch stream right now. As we talk about this, like, man, it almost makes me want to go play it just because I, I really like Star Wars, is my favorite franchise. And I love like the MCU and all that stuff. But hands down, there's no comparison for me. And, you know, you, you get in there and the game isn't even all that great, but you, you're you in you're dropped into the world, the environment, plus the music starts playing. And it's like, man, I love this. And I just wish they would. Honestly, I wish they would treat it with the respect that it deserves. Hmm. And I don't feel like they do.
0: I wonder if there's a Star Wars game that you could play that's done pretty well, has really awesome yeah. stories for a bunch of different types of classes. You could play Jedi Sith, Bounty mm-hmm. Hunters, yeah and What game are you talking
2: about, Steven? Uh,
0: I'd be talking about The Old Republic, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know that people have issues with it, but that I really, really enjoyed my time with that game. I, I've I played it in decent chunks three times now. I've... I maxed out one character uh the Sith like marauder and that was so much fun. Uh, that just I know it's like it's a it's an MMO so you know you're hitting the buttons to do the abilities but I the game was awesome. It's a mm-hmm. great great Star Wars game. Like it was cool cuz you got to check out all the worlds back in the you know the old Republic day. Uh I don't know if the game is still canon though. I, I I'm not sure if they
2: I don't think it is.
0: Yeah, I know they said keep doing what you're doing but I don't think it's canon no more but Mm. I don't care. It it was awesome. It's awesome seeing the world and, you know, seeing a lot of things. And it's actually good, comparatively yeah. speaking. So, 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 yeah.
2: And there or were even can... some really fun moments in the, um, uh, Force, or what's it called? Force Unleashed games. Like, they weren't great overall, but there were some really cool moments in those.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that the best Star Wars games are the Lego Star Wars games. <laughs> like, recently. Yeah,
2: it is. And... You know, there was so much excitement when this 10-year agreement was announced. Even though it's EA, I know a lot of people get, you know, are pretty tough on EA. But when you think about just the possibility of, you know, a constant supply of Star Wars games over the course of a 10-year period, that's awesome. And and I do think part of it, like I said, part of it is due to people just, you know, they bitch because they like to bitch, right? And, and the Star Wars community has a lot of that. But some of it's warranted. And things like this that EA does, like just complete mismanagement of having this license, is gives reason to complain. So I, I hope they put out a good game from Respawn this year. I have faith in Respawn. I just don't know what type of game it's even going to be other than a Star Wars game. I, I think the one we really missed out on that would have been possibly really great is uh, 1313 a few years ago. But... I don't know. So
1: anything else on that, guys? No. No, I just give us a good Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Appease the diehard Star Wars fans and the gamers all like, just like big one happy game for everyone.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on. And the Hitman's developer, IO Interactive, is creating a second studio that's going to allow them to explore other franchises and worlds. So, Stephen, you've been playing Hitman lately, and you've honestly played a lot more than I have, and I think Graham has. So, yes, for knowing sure. those games in the studio like you do, what uh, what type of games would you like to see him make? I, that's a tough one. Like, They really haven't made anything other
0: than the Hitman games. They made Kane and Lynch. Uh, which I never played in and a couple like one-off games, like freedom fighters and mini ninjas. I've never played those. So I I can't speak to those. I've, I've heard of cannon Lynch. I know it was free to play once. I I think it's kind of similar, like Max Payne. Um, I could be wrong. uh, So don't like yell at me, but I think it's that type of game. So it'll be interesting. I like the Hitman games. I I'd like to see, I I mean, they're going to continue doing them. Um. Well, I hope. I they, they seem to be pretty successful, so it, it'd be interesting. Like, they do stealth pretty well, so maybe a, just a different type of stealth game. Um, uh, maybe like a, a ninja game would be be pretty cool. Um, or you know, because Splinter Cell, they it's pretty similar. It's it's different but similar to Hitman. I mean, kind of. I, that okay that's kind of not a fair comparison but i i don't know what what i'd like to see i just i don't necessarily think it'll be bad i mean the the Cannon Lynch games weren't weren't very well received i know i remember that much so i don't i don't know I, hitman hitman's really fun though so I, I i really i know i've been you you said you were going to throw it to me for this and i was trying to rack my brain to see, think of like what they might do, but I just kept going back to wanting more Hitman. So
2: mm. <laughs> that's, that's, where, well, <laughs> that's question, fair. Even. <laughs> that's, but I mean, but those are good games. So hopefully they do something that's different, but still has the same feel and is recognizable as their work. You know, with uh, with this new studio,
1: Hitman card game. Yeah, on mobile. <laughs> Ooh, it was
0: just <laughs> so, brought up in twitch uh but uh, a third person bond game that 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 sounds to, fun yes uh, i don't know who owns the, like the the licensing rights for the
2: james bond like video yeah. games if
0: anyone even has those rights uh they probably uh, i don't know
2: anymore the last one was on 360 yep. and i don't remember what it
1: was called but i played it i thought quantum solace <clears throat> was on 360
2: yeah, it was. I think there was one after that, though.
1: Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah,
2: it was like an original story type of game. I was about to say because movie like tie in video games are never
0: that successful. Uh, I played
2: Quantum as well. Yeah, I never but... played that. One, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I'm, am you know, that's another franchise I'm a huge fan of.
1: Oh, me too. And that's a great so, answer. That and we. Yeah, I, that's a good idea. We haven't seen the next gen James Bond, so that would be amazing. Yes, please. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'll say.
2: Yes yeah, I'm good with that, because there, there are stealth elements in those games. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that would be uh, that would be good. I like that answer. But, Steven, let me ask this. Would you like to see Io do a Battle Royale? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no? We have enough of those. We do, and you're going to get to play one of them for free, guys. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is letting players try its Battle Royale mode. Uh, blackout for free through the 24th they're also getting a new mode um called down but not out so what what that is is if you die you can respawn each time the the circle that you play in shrinks as long as someone in your squad is still alive so steven you've played some of this any interest in going back to it uh, I have interest in going back to Call of Duty. I haven't played it in a
0: while. Um, I, I do have fun with those games, just not by myself. I, I don't really love those games solo, as I've said before. Um, but that down-but-not-out mode seems interesting. Uh, I think it changes the dynamics of, of the game. You can kind of send like someone out to scout um an area and then you know keep your three three man squad together and if they die you know especially if they die right before the circle is about to reset they just spawn back in with a like loadout so you know they you can give most of your weapons to your your party and it, i I can see some strategy being in and, and I think it'd be more fun for squads because uh like it, it does suck you know when when one of the squad mates die and you're sitting around and like you're rooting for your three people but it's kind of boring you'd rather be playing so I th- I think this is is really interesting. I think it kind of changes up the the st- what I think is a little bit of stale gameplay in the in the battle royale modes. And I think it'll create some really hectic like tense scenarios when the circle gets really small, especially if there's like 15 teams left, you know? Cuz then you have uh Oh my gosh. Trying to do quick math, quick math. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. 60 players. Uh, Oh my God. That was, I was stupid. I should just think thought of the clock 60 players, you know, in a really small area, I could see some, some massive like gun battles that are pretty fun to to watch. So I, this would be the, the, the version of a battle Royale. I think I'd watch someone stream uh, more than any of the other ones, but I I would be interested in trying it. If we can get four people that or Mm. three other people that want to play in our community and, yeah. get some of these
2: and do some little tactical fun things. I'd I'd be down. And Graham, surprisingly, you're the one who's played the most battle royale of all of us.
1: Yeah, that is kind of surprising. You're not you're saying playing... I've not saying I've played a lot, but just more than you guys.
2: Oh come on, you have many chicken dinners and whatever it's called and
1: yeah, Fortnite. Sure. Yeah.
2: Victory Royales, but yeah. Victory Royale, yeah. So any interest in this, Graham?
1: Um, uh, personally, no. Um it's interesting the concept Oh, just because, like, as long as you got somebody left on your team, so basically, in my example, I would be the first one dead. And then maybe if the other two people are dead, as long as we got a one really good player, then we're down, but not out, like like it suggests. So I think that's a great element to add to it. Um, I would enjoy it more because, When you play these types of games and you're like the first one out and then like you don't want to just like leave and like abandon your team because you're a team and you want to just and you can watch them too right so it's always enjoyable but it's more fun if you can play right so if there's a chance that when the next circle like starts up like the smaller one that you get to go again I think that's a great idea I would I would be happy to play in that mode more than the normal mode because like I said I'd be dying first anyways So this definitely appeals to me, and I'm sure there's other people out there as well who it appeals to. So I think that's a great idea. And who knows, you might see Fortnite try to steal this idea because they're like, oh, that's a great idea. So kudos to uh, Call of Duty. But personally, I'm not a big fan of um, most Battle Royales. So unless you guys played and you guys asked me to play, then maybe I'd play, but I don't think I'd jump in on my own. Although, now we talk about it, now I feel like playing it. All right.
2: Good enough. So let's move on to our last news story. And, excuse me, uh, Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations is suing uh, Rockstar Take-Two over the use of Pinkertons in Red Dead Redemption 2. So, Graham, being from Canada, I know you're a huge student of 19th century U.S. history.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, Um, ask me anything.
2: Yeah, so your thoughts on this, do you think that
1: this is a justifiable suit or something else? You know, from what I've read into it, this is basically history. So they're like, maybe they're portrayed a little more rough or as the bad guys, more than the company would like them to be portrayed. But that is a synonymous name with that time in history. So it's like, it's accurate to a point. So, like, I don't know the specifics of exactly what they're going after. If it's just their name in particular, then I th- I think they're just going after it just because it's the real popular thing. And because, like, you ask anybody, like, what was the most popular thing from last year? Well, don't talk about Game Awards, but it's Red Dead Redemption 2. Pretty much everybody will say that. Not everybody. So... And like that, we've seen westerns and maybe even other games where the Pinkertons have been like talked about. So, like when people talk about it and they say Pinkertons, I'm like, oh, I know them from other stuff. So, I don't think they have much feet, much to stand on. But they'll try. Uh, what do you guys? Do you guys think they'll be successful, or do you think it's a waste of time and money? Yeah, Stephen, how about you?
0: Yeah, uh, this is. This is should be covered under like the fair fair use like act. i I, mean, I can't say I'm read up on it. I know that there have been times where the fair use, like law or act or whatever has come into play. Um thinking of like I remember Universal Student Nintendo. Actually, this was a thing I learned this week that like universe, I think it was universal Student Nintendo for the the um like use of like Donkey Kong was modeled after King Kong, I think. And but Nintendo won, and actually got money because, like, Universal made like a copycat game. So, I, I to me this seems like fair use. It's historical. It's you know the Pinkertons like were a were a thing back in in history. And if you're making a historical game, uh, set in like a very historical like context, even if. Not all the gameplay is that realistic considering you can be shot like 20 times and still live and you know, really before medicine was as, you know, good as it is today. Um, even if now you can't get shot 20 times and live. Well, not most people. Anywho, uh, I, I just think this is fair use and I, I think this is a ridiculous, like, suit. I hope it gets thrown out. It, it probably won't be. And... They might get a payday, but I, I disagree. I, I just, I feel like fair use is in play here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, a couple things. One, you know, I, I don't I don't know the answer to this, but how many times have Pinkertons been portrayed in movies and TV shows and stuff like that throughout time? And have all those, you know, companies been sued by this organization? My guess is no. I don't know. All right, second though. And you guys tell me what you think. How many people do you think heard of the Pinkertons for the first time ever from playing this
1: game? Not me. Like I like I said it's it's a pretty popular name like with westerns and stuff and history.
2: See, I would actually argue the opposite. I bet there's a lot of people out there that have never heard of it before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember Well, Tyler, that's what I mean. Before Red Oh, yeah, yeah, before never, Red Dead, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I remember, um, I asked you at the beginning. I was like, I was like, I feel like I know who, the Pinkertons, but mm-hmm. like, like Tyler, do you remember exactly what they are? Mm-hmm. Like, was that what the FBI was called before the FBI?
2: Yep. And yep. yeah. <clears throat> so, I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where it helps. Where this is an example of where video games, and regardless whether the portrayal of them is a hundred percent accurate or not, you know, there's always some liberties taken when you have, you know, a fictional story involved even if it's, quote, based on a true story, which this game doesn't claim to be, by the way. But I think if if it sparks the interest of even a handful of, like, kids to actually go pick up a book, well, let, let's not kid ourselves, go look on Wikipedia. Yeah, what's a book? Uh, yeah, <laughs> about the Pinkertons. Isn't that a good thing? Like, isn't that something positive? And, you know, it brings more... Um, you know, exposure to something that honestly has been largely forgotten in history and you know it shouldn't be, but it, it is. I would venture to guess that a lot of people heard about the Pinkertons for the very first time from playing this game. Or the first one. And I, I think that you know, educating people and helping people learn things or, or making people want to learn things is a good is good and it should be encouraged, not Punished with lawsuits because you didn't get your your payday from it. So that's my point of view. I mean, and you guys really disagree with that? No, not really. Um, was yeah. I don't think that's a legal
0: argument, but yeah. I mean, I don't disagree.
2: No, I agree. I mean, it's not a legal argument, but fair use, like you brought up, is, and you know, there the law is in place for fair use on you know, material that's either historical or even literature. So, you know, once we crossed into 2019, any literature or movies or anything from 1923 is now available through fair use to quote and use without having to pay for it. So there's, uh, you know, and I think when something is just historical, there's something... You know, I, I think fair use comes into play there. I absolutely do, especially when you go
1: back that far. Yeah, no, you make a good point with that. So... Like, by saying that, then you shouldn't really have any grounds to do much with that.
2: mm mm-hmm. but I, But my argument is that I would think this organization would want more people to know about the Pinkertons. <clears throat> and, you know, and not just look for ways to sort of cash in, which I kind of think this is. So... Well,
1: hopefully if that's the case, they don't cash in.
2: I'm with you. Because if they do, (laughs)
1: then other people will just follow Mm -hmm. suit. No pun intended.
2: Yep. But anyway, we'll see how it plays out. And, uh, you know, it's just getting started. So we'll kind of see how it plays out over time. All right, guys, that's it for news this week. And let's go ahead and head into releases. We'll start with Xbox. You can get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, The Nightmare, on the 22nd. The Walking Vegetables Radical Edition on the 23rd, and Resident Evil 2 on the 25th. Games with gold, you can still get Celeste through the 31st of the month, so get on that if you haven't yet. Um, WRC 6 through February 15th, and through backwards compatibility Far Cry 2 through the 31st of January. Steven, what can we get on PlayStation? PlayStation
0: on the 18th, you can get Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. Um, on the twenty third, you can get Kingdom Hearts VR experience, and then on the twenty fifth, you can get Resident Evil Two. But I'm gonna throw this in there as well. Uh, sorry, I think tomorrow, the eighteenth, for the VR owners, um, you can and Kingdom Hearts fans, there's a special like concert you can watch in VR featuring uh, Hikaru Otada or Tata Hikaru, um, and singing two of the songs from Kingdom Hearts. So I'm very interested in checking that out, and I just found out about it today, so I thought I'd let y'all know. If yeah, you, you like Kingdom Hearts and you own a PSVR, um, well, finally for PS Plus games, you can get Steep and Portal Nights through like the seventh of February. All right, so
1: Graham, what about you for Nintendo? Okay, so for Nintendo, uh, excuse me, Nintendo releases on the t- January 22nd, you can get The Raven remastered, then on the 24th, you can get Puku uh, Piku Niku, and on the third. Smite, oh not third, sorry <laughs> the third game is Smite which releases on January the 24th, so you can get Smite and uh, Pikuniku at the same time and that's your releases
2: Alright, so let's go into questions, and I know we're just going to cover a handful of them this week, Stephen, but what do you have? Alright, uh, first question considering
0: it was just like a big like trailer drop today and experience, from Piracy asks, any think you guys are going to get uh mk11 or mortal kombat 11
2: tyler yeah i mean i think there's a good chance i'll get it i don't know how excited i am for it watching it today i watched about half of the reveal and like it looks great it looks fun it looks all that stuff but it very much just looks like mortal kombat to me it it doesn't look like anything super new and groundbreaking so I'll I'll probably get it. I can't say for sure, but I don't know. Graham?
1: Well, I think it's been a while since Mortal Kombat has been groundbreaking, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I thoroughly enjoyed Mortal Kombat 10. I like, like the story, little campaign as far as just getting on there and fighting all the time. I'm not a big fan of it, but I will definitely play the game just to work my way through the story. And, I've loved Mortal Kombat, like, from its first iteration, just, like, the fatalities and all that stuff. Like, super gory, and I was, like, young at that time, so it was, like, the coolest thing ever. But, yes, I will get Mortal Kombat 11. And will I keep playing it after I go through the campaign? Probably not, because, like, I'm not a competitive fighter, but I do enjoy the franchise, so I will buy it just to support it and see uh, what it has to offer. And I was excited with the trailer. So, uh, how about you, Steven? Yeah, I suck at fighting games. Um, I will not be buying it.
0: I might have the opportunity to play it, but it'll definitely not be because I purchased it. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, next question. Sandman asks, what's your favorite ammo type in a,
2: in a game? You know, like fire, explosive, charm, water, etc. So, um... This might be too specific, I don't know. But I remember Battlefield 4. There was one map on there. I don't remember what it's called, but it was the underground map with all the tunnels. And there was like a choke point that both sides met at in conquest at the very beginning, every single match. And I loved using, I guess you call it an explosive, but the, uh, grenade launcher there. And we'd set up with somebody with like ammo resupply and, uh, we'd have the healing thing right next to it. And then I would just like crouch down there and just keep firing that thing into the tunnel through. And I would just rack up kills. I'd go like, 45 and three or some something like that during those matches but for me that was always my favorite how about you guys
0: yeah it takes a lot of skill to camp somewhere and shoot maids into opponents um (laughs) also i don't think that's an ammo type
2: but you know whatever uh
0: my favorite is fire uh fire ammo fire arrows whatever i'm playing anything with fire like uh left for dead has incendiary rounds the explosive rounds are fun too but but i like the incendiary ammo um and i like picking it up i always like you know hate hate using it because i, I I'm, a, I'm a hoarder when it comes to ammo one games it's like use the basics because you never know when you're gonna need the the good stuff i know um but yeah fire fire ammo ammo is probably probably my favorite but i i like when it gives me the option to like use multiple like with especially with arrows if, if i can have arrows that aren't just regular so electric explosive fire like that's that's my favorite type is just specialty like arrows, but for ammo, it'd be fire. Graham?
1: Yeah, I kind of agree. I like fire and explosives. So mine would be incendiary ones and explosive rounds. Because, And I'm not a very good shot. So if I can get close, then there's a better chance that I can kill them. Uh, and then incendiary, like there's fire burning on the ground, so it can get them that way. And you get to see your enemy on fire, which is. Always fun, yeah. I'm that evil. Um, yeah. So that's my that's my ammo choices for sure.
0: All right. Next uh, Twitch question from Spennis Seven. He said, "What are some of the gateway games? You know, the games that are that made you become passionate for video games? Um, like you personally, not like just in general." So,
1: yeah. So I'll give like a couple uh, broad ones. Like not like, specific games, but in, like, different, like, genres and type like that. So, it would be Legend Zelda A Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. I didn't realize games could be, like, like, adventure, puzzle type of game. Totally enjoyed that. Love any type of game like that now. And Guitar Hero 3. Like, I'm a huge fan of music and certain bands. And when I realized you could play these songs, like really good songs that I enjoy listening to anyways, and then you're kind of interactive with other people playing different instruments and stuff like that. I thought, this is super cool. And I've pretty much bought every Guitar Hero since. And I even figured a way to hook up my electronic drum set so it actually controls the game. So you're actually playing Guitar Hero drums on real drums. And even like it opened up the like, the way for Rocksmith where you actually plug in a real electric Mm -hmm. guitar and you're playing real songs and learning. So the fact that you can do that and then there's games that like are adventure and they're like puzzles and get you thinking like those are my favorite games and they open up a world of so many other games like that.
2: Yeah. So for me, I was, I've said it on the show in the past, but I was always just kind of a sports gamer for a long time growing up. And my staples were always like Madden and NHL and whatever baseball game and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> games that got me into just more gaming in general were, I, when I look back, it's uh, Call of Duty 2. The the first game I think I played on the Xbox 360, and I was just blown away by that. So that's one of them. Um, the original Bioshock, uh, you know, got me into more of those types of games a lot more. And and then I would have to say the original Red Dead uh, really got me going into open world much more than I ever had been before. So Steven?
0: Yeah, um so Pokemon was one of the one of the first I, I'm with Tyler. I, I played a lot of sports games like when I like early on, except for Pokemon. That was the first non sports game that I actually played a lot of. Because they were pretty easy, but also Like fun, and it kind of got me into basics in the JRPGs. And then, you know, when I got, when I switched to getting a 360, like freshman year of high school, uh, I got Halo 3 with it. And that's when I became addicted to video games. Got Call of Duty 4, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare shortly after. um, And then I got Left 4 Dead shortly after that. And like those three games definitely like got me into just being you know a gamer as it were and then i branched out and started with like your fallout like fallout 3 uh fallout new vegas and then skyrim later and that's when i was definitely hooked into into the fantasy like trope as well and there were jrpgs thrown in um oh and kingdom hearts how could i forget kingdom hearts was like the first ps2 game that like definitely got me into like, the action mm-hmm. RPG games. So, I have a lot, so, but those are, are... Halo would probably be the biggest, just because yeah. that, like, sealed the deal where I was playing video games, you know, for better or, or better or worse, you know, every day. Um,
2: yeah, Steven, for me, like, I was just thinking about it as you were answering, and, you know, it's funny, because I talk about it on the show all the time, how much I love Halo and the series in general, but I'm not sure I ever would have gotten into it as, as uh, much or as soon, if not for Call of Duty 2, because that really turned me on to shooters, and then I wanted more shooters. So, got into Halo from that point, and that's when my love for that just took off. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I knew about Halo, like, 2. Well, actually, Halo mm-hmm. 1 from, like, at one of the timeshares, like, my parents say that they had, like, an Xbox and PlayStation in the rec room, and, and okay. we played, like, Halo Combat Evolved, and I wasn't very good, and honestly, I was a little mm. kid, so the Flood, like, scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... But Halo 2 I ended up getting and I, I remember like walking over to my friend's house like every day and we'd play the campaign co-op like all the time and the, but online mm. like was when the addiction started and I, yeah. addiction is probably not not the right word I'm not addicted right. I can't stop uh, pretty easily but I don't want to uh, but yeah so the Halo series definitely up there
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah all right quick question uh, cats or dogs from Mr. Jonas Blaine?
2: Well, I think everybody knows my answer. It's dogs. Yeah. So I'll just go first. But go ahead, guys. Graham,
1: you Well, next. I live with two cats. So I'm kind of biased. Two? I
2: thought you only had one, Graham.
1: No, my roommate decided to get a kitten to <laughs> calm down oh. the bigger one. But, you know. <laughs> oh. Anyways, so I live with two cats. Personally, I think dogs are amazing. But cats are just no maintenance like if you leave for like <laughs> two days or something like that as long as they have water like leave the tap running or something yeah. like that then they're, they're good right <laughs> dogs you got to take out and they're like they're a lot of work but uh i'll go with cats
2: so graham you like cats because it goes into your laziness quotient <laughs> no quite well.
1: no that's that's not i'm
2: not lazy. Well, they, re- they require no work from you whatsoever well, they're not even my cats, so <laughs> it's even easier. What, what is your what is the older cat's them? name? Because most of the time you just call it cat.
1: Leela <laughs> and Philip.
2: Okay, good,
0: <laughs> Steven? So, so a lot of people are gonna hate my answer, and it's very not like me. But I like both. Um, I don't <laughs> really have a preference. I'm with Graham. Like cats can be way easier, but it also means you can't. Like a lot of cats don't like to like cuddle as it were where dogs do but then i just hear the stories from tyler you know day after day and it's like you know every time i want a dog i'm like i like just having friends that own dogs which means I can yeah. go hang out with the dogs there and not have to worry about if they poop on the carpet uh and then the rumor well. like runs it over and, and smears it everywhere and all the other just pain and so. the butt things that come with owning animals that just sound miserable So, yeah, I like cats. You know, they always tend to be in the same room as you, even if they never want to be held. And then dogs are, like, Mm -hmm. awesome, like, cuddly, like, creatures that are adorable.
2: But, again, it's just too much work. My – so, to be fair, though, my older dog in his prime was, like, the sweetest dog in the world. He was super well-behaved, all that stuff. My younger one is, like, a train wreck. He is – you know, I got him um, when he was just shy of two years old, and he has, like, serious separation anxiety. He cannot handle And I mean, like, if I'm just in a different room with the door shut, it's a serious problem. Um, He panics about, like, everything. I'm, like, the only person he'll allow to pick him up. All that type of thing. He's just, and he freaks out about stuff, and he's... He likes to get into trouble a little bit, and he knows it's bad, and he feels horrible after, and he goes and hides under the bed where I can't get to him. But yeah, like there was a day, and I I don't know if I've ever told the story on the show before, but I got home from work, and somehow he got into like a a box of like a 100-count premium plastic forks and took them all out and spaced them out around the floor. And the floor is just covered with them, and he's just sitting there wagging like, look what I did for you. I was, like, fantastic. So, that's the exception, though, Stephen. That's not the rule. This one's just a little high-maintenance. It's the opposite of what Graham likes. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so, it's uh, definitely a high-maintenance animal, but he is really sweet. So... He's actually sitting here staring at me right now, waiting for me to get done so he can be petted.
1: <laughs> it's like All he, right. He's talking about me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Couple more questions, I think. Uh first, first one from uh, or the penultimate as were the from Peach Morbid Pro asks, Are you guys looking forward to Rage Two? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I I'm really indifferent, to be honest with you. And I I don't know, like I'm I'm hoping it's good. I'm I'm on the fence as far as getting it. Just nothing that I've seen so far has either made me really excited or really turned me off to it. So that's my answer. Graham? Yeah. Oh, Graham, yeah, you go first. Yeah, yeah.
1: Steven, me, okay. Um, so. <laughs> so the game looks super fun, whether it plays out to be that much fun. like I From what I've watched, the trailers and like the, the cinematics, it looks awesome. It looks like I want to play it. It looks like I'm going to enjoy it and all that stuff. But until I actually get the game and I'm playing it and experiencing it, I really don't know how I'm going to feel about it. But I like how I like the style of it. It kind of, uh, yeah, like style like punk music and like, like fun and shooting and like not mm-hmm. too serious. So that that appeals to me. But I'm not saying I'm super excited for it. I just don't want it to let me down.
0: OK. Yeah, um, I, I feel like this is one of those games I'll buy on a whim and have. A lot of fun playing, yeah. but I'll probably never beat. Um, and and uh, you know I'll probably just be okay with that. Like, it does look cool. Uh, the you know the craziness, uh, the shooting, all of that stuff. I'm hoping. I never really. I never played the first one, so you know don't don't at me. Uh, but like the bullet storm, like it, it feels like it might be a little similar to bullet storm. I, I did play bullet storm, and where you can make some like pretty fun kills and. You get rewarded, like, points, and there's cool names and stuff for them. Uh, if, if it's similar to that, I'll have a blast playing. Uh, I just, yeah, I never got around to Rage 1 the first time, and backwards compatible is fun for some games, but some games don't. I yeah. don't really feel like playing backwards compatible. <laughs> I'd rather just watch someone else play it, so I might give it a go, but I'll, I'll probably end up buying for sure. I just, yeah, I, I probably won't beat it, unless I get addicted to it, which could happen. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Never know. All right. Happened before. Last question from Spartan Raider Hater. This is Graham's <laughs> favorite question, by the way, ever asked. He said if you were stranded on an island and could only play one game the rest of your life, what island would you want to be stranded on?
2: Well, Graham, there's only one answer for you because it's the island that you're gonna probably be going to
1: soon. <laughs> Say Newfoundland.
2: No, you silly goose. But in uh, April,
1: Jamaica. Oh, crazy! Um, yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know. It, some tropic island would be nice. Um, I, I did have a clever answer, but now I forgot because Tyler threw me off. Oh, sorry. But um, <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, somewhere tropical, where the weather is amazing, got some tropical fruit that I can eat off the trees, where I don't have to worry about. <laughs> see, lazy. Because if I'm going to be on this island, I just want to be relaxed and lazy and eat off the land and survive so i don't really have a specific island are tropical and you know just hang out in shade and play some video games and with not many deadly animals so it looks like you're out of australia because I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, pro- I'll probably die <laughs> i'll uh i'll go with fiji just because it every time i see
2: some of it, it looks beautiful and the bottled water from there is really good so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm surprised um, you didn't say Tahiti, Mr. Mr. Dutch Vanderland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, no, my, I'd, I'd I'd say Hawaii, um, but yeah, one of the tropical islands, uh, the Bahamas, you know, Turks and Caicos, Jamaica, something. Um, one of the islands that you know has nice weather, not so terrible animals, and you know you can just sit on a beach and enjoy drinking, which is which is one of my favorite pastimes. Uh, uh, so that's that's my my answer and apologies twitch i think i muted myself accidentally so you didn't hear my answer i'm not going to repeat myself (laughs) but
2: (laughs) yeah sorry about that (laughs) all right so that does it for questions this week and you know if you want to submit a question to the show uh there's plenty of ways to do that we'll get into that in a second but if you submit one you're entered to win our monthly giveaway that we do on the last episode of every single month which we'll be doing here in uh two or three episodes uh two episodes i think from now and that's for a gift card to the console of your choice so uh thanks to everybody who sent them in let's get out of here guys um real quick though before we go if you want to join our community there's a couple different ways to do that you can go to facebook the gaming hub forums there twitch txh gaming hub on twitch and from both those places you can get a link to our discord uh we'd love to join the conversation there Uh, a lot of good stuff going on there that uh often is uh more silly than serious but that's always fun as well so um if you want to help support us we would really appreciate that it helps us grow and do better giveaways for the community helps us plan to uh or make it possible for us to attend some events this year to give you guys some really cool unique coverage things like that there's a couple different ways to do that as well so twitch txh gaming hub if you're an amazon prime member you get a free twitch prime sub to use every single month if you choose to spend that on us we'd really appreciate it If not, use it on somebody. Help them grow and achieve their goals. Also, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming Hub. And for as little as $2 a month, you get exclusive content. Whether that's Steven eating super hot beef jerky or, you know, us doing a bonus episode or a mailbag episode or something like that. Also, for as little as $5 a month, you're entered to win in our uh, monthly Patreon exclusive giveaway of $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice. We'll be doing that next week. So if uh if you're looking to get entered for the month of january you have seven days to do that from today which is thursday so uh get in at five dollars and you'll be entered to win all right guys let's get out of here that's going to do it for episode number 143 we'll be back next week with episode 144 until then everybody have a great week stay safe play some great games and we will talk to you soon
1: take care everyone enjoy your weekend